Now, I guess you've heard of the Bible. Would that be a true, a fair guess? I'm not offending anyone, am I, by mentioning the Bible? Thank God. Thank God. Now, uh, do you remember how it begins? We'll call it Genesis 1-1. Doesn't get any more beginning than that. And in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And that's what the Father did. Do you know how the Gospel of John begins? A lapidary sentence worthy of being chiseled onto stone for eternal memory. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. An utterly memorable sentence, using the simplest of verbs to be, and using that verb three times to mean three different things and for three different purposes. Existence and relationship and essence. In the beginning was the Word, existence. The Word was with God in relationship with the Trinity, Father and Holy Spirit. And then the Word was God, the very essence of who the Son is. So Genesis 1-1 about the work of the Father, John 1-1 explaining us to who the Son is. And that's the very birth we celebrate today. We celebrate it most memorably in Luke, from Luke's Gospel. That's what we all have in our minds and eyes and videos. We're thinking of the crash. We're thinking of all the things that happened leading up. And that has, of course, great warmth. But what John reminds us, taking a step back, this Gospel written long after the others, after much reflection, is the profound truths within that, that Christ had been from the beginning, before time, as the Son, and emptied himself, he who was rich, so that we who were rich, who were poor, might become rich in him. How powerful that. Existence, relationship, and essence. Those three different aspects of who the Son is. Now existence, being, is no small thing. This past month of December, Advent, we were praying like the Dickens at Daily Mass because there were a mother and father here who had a little baby girl. And she was in Mount Auburn Hospital and she'd just been born and she didn't seem to be able to breathe on her own. And we were praying wholeheartedly by way of understatement. We were praying for days and days and weeks and into the next week. We were scared to death that she wouldn't be able to give up the oxygen that she wouldn't be able to breathe on her own. It was about the 17th day I was thinking, I was thinking of her praying for her, and I thought back to my little brother Stephen, who when I was four uh, came to be, but sadly only lived two days, and I was thinking of how tough that must have been for my mother who never even saw him. And in the instant that I thought of that, there was a phone call, and it was her father with great glee saying she's off the oxygen, we're going to be taking her home. How important the gift of life. We pray for social justice because without a living wage you can't live, but we also pray for the gift of life itself. We're pro-life because without life, 
none of those rights can inhere in a person who isn't there. We were praying wholeheartedly that she'd make it. And then relationship, the son had created the world, but the world knew him not. And then his people came unto his own, and his own received him not. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become the children of God. Those who did accept him and what he taught, he gave the power to become children of God. And we fast forward to the end of his life of ministry and sacrifice. He, uh, he tells of the end of time. And he tells it almost as we have a Christmas carol where Scrooge is warned what his fate is going to be then has a chance for a do-over and is the happiest man you ever saw. Because he's been clued into the fact that he was living life exactly wrong in the wrong direction and upside down. And at the end of time, the angels will, this is Matthew now, will gather everyone together and separate them as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. And in each case, when they're told their fate, the people are startled. They'll say, Lord, when do we ever see you hungry and give you something to eat? And he says, when you did this for the least of these, my sisters and brothers, you did it for me. And then this little child born today, how great his task to try to convince us that when people haven't sufficient clothes or home to look after them, and when we forget to do that, we're startled to find that we also forgot to do that for him. But in learning that, in finding that out, in living that, we come to the essence of Christianity, the essence of who we're to become. We learn the essence of who we are. We give thanks today for our existence. Our lives are a gift from God. We pray we use them well. In a relationship, not only with God, but other people, the love of God, but also the love of neighbor. And we pray that we walk in his footsteps and take care of his sister, of our brothers and sisters, his children, we all become children, God's children together. We become sons and daughters in the Son. The light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. Therefore we gather here for Eucharist in gratitude. When the kindness and generous love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of any righteous deeds of ours, but because of his mercy. The great gift of the Son, the great gift of a Savior, the great gift of our own salvation, the great grace of forgiveness, and the great mission to be sent forth into the world to tell everyone this great good news. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.